Folks, welcome to the Man Cave Movie Review, the podcast that reviews the good, the bad, and the ugly of movies from it. This is episode 176, and we're going to be talking about The Force Awakens. This great and fantastic film stars Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, and the legendary Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. I am your host, Steve Michaels, and joining me is my very good and dear friend, Mark. I feel the need to randomly destroy stuff, Slover. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. I'm, I'm sorry. The, the Force hadn't awakened me yet. It's going to be a rough show, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy crap. Was there something I said? No, no, not at all. That's all right. Um, and also joining us is our other good and dear friend and our favorite penny on the rail, Jeff. I miss Jar Jar Muncie. <laughs> hey, Mark. I mm. I think tonight we're going to have to uh, invoke the uh, mercy rule, or Steve's going to have to come up with a, a safety word when he is tired of getting um, uh, screwed by you and I. Um, guarding this refute. What's his safety word, Jeff? I I don't know. <clears throat> Do you have any ideas, Mark? I, I'd say Jar Jar. Jar Jar. <laughs> I was going to say Claymore lightsaber. <laughs> oh, I say Jar Jar. Me so me so sorry. Me so sorry for for liking me. Me so sorry. Uh, okay. I can't defend this anymore. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. All right. And our other good and dear friend who was supposed to be on the show tonight, we have no idea where he is. Um, I don't know. Should we be concerned or we should be happy? I don't know. But our other good <laughs> dear friend, uh, and he was returning from his uh, his Otto Scorzani tour of Italy. Uh, Ken, he's just a bucket of bolts. Roni. Not sure where he's at. He may be popping in later, but uh, uh, Ken, hope you're okay, or otherwise, have fun, dude. Ken, uh, I was legitimately concerned. I was going to send out like a silver alert uh, <laughs> and hope that somebody would find you, but these guys didn't want to do that. So I don't know who's the better friend, okay? It's us, Ken. It's yeah, us. It's us. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to be talking about... Force Awakens, and this is uh, obviously this is topping off the uh, most current movie that the Man Cave Movie Review has ever done. And why are we doing this movie? I think Jeff, you, I, I think you want to do it. 
Well, I feel it was more like a current event type of thing, and I I felt that it was you know we'd all seen it and it was fresh and people you know you know may want to know what our thoughts are, and I thought it was really up to us as well dare I say critics um, to. <laughs> I'm sorry, what give... was that word? <laughs> I know I can't say it with a straight face either. <laughs> no, I'm, sorry, hold on. I'm still I waiting for my credentials my to come through in the mail. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. Aren't you voting? Did you get your ballot in for the Oscars? Aren't you wow. one of the one uh, of the academies? Well, you know. I I, I You don't mean I, to brag. I, I don't mean to brag, but you know, let me just say, you know, I'm waiting for it any day now. Yeah. Um I'll stop holding my breath at some point. I'll turn purple. <laughs> but, um, you know, I just feel like, uh, you know, Steve, that, uh, it was time for us to up our game and, you know, and just, you know, let everybody know how we truly felt about this <clears throat> movie. Okay. Well, I'm sure you're, you've already shown your hand to the, I, uh, to the listeners I, and, and that's fine. I, I have yet to be. Begin to defy myself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> My God. All right, folks, we're going to be talking about Force Awakens. And for those of you who are completely clueless, this is the, the, I shouldn't say the reboot. This is the, um, extension of the Star Wars universe. Uh, after the fall of the extension, I call it a bad knockoff. But I'm sorry. Go on. Well, I call it I call it Disney blowing it up and turning it into a princess movie. But but go ahead, Steve. But All Steve, right. you can call it whatever you'd like. Okay. All right. So this is so this movie takes off after you know the end of uh, uh, what uh, episode shice. What what was it uh, with the with the Six. Ewoks? Six. Six. Okay. So this takes off. This is thirty years after. The Empire has supposedly fallen, which we know it really didn't. It just kind of broke up. And now we've got this whole new Empire coming back. And I don't know. I mean, guys, I know I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but. No, keep going. I mean, just keep going. No, no. Just, just keep give going. us your give us your take. Keep going. You're doing okay, a great here's, job. Here's, all right. Here's no. my thing. I. And. Guy, anybody who's been listening to the show for any period of time is known. I am not a fan of J.J. Abrams. I pretty much look at, uh, well, let's see, broke my heart and lost. He destroyed the Star Trek movies. Uh, God, you know, I went into this. But besides that. But besides that, I went into this movie. It was a great movie. No. Honestly, I went into this with the lowest of expectations ever. I'm like, this movie is going to suck. I know it's going to be bad. Honestly, after I walked out, could it be better? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I had issues with it. I have issues with any movie I've ever seen. I walked out of this really kind of pleasantly surprised. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was actually is much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, It really kind of reminded me of the movie that I saw when I was a kid in 1977 or 78, whenever the hell the first one came out. I think I know why, but go on. Well, it did. It really kind of reminded me of that. It kind of brought back a little bit of that old magic. Um, because it was more like an adventure movie, like that first one was. I really kind of got into it, and 
I, it, you know, it's kind of hard to put in the words because like I said, I went into this thing and like I said, I didn't go in there with low expectations. I actually went in there with expecting to be disappointed and I wasn't. And I think mainly because, um, I thought the story was pretty good. I mean, how oh, it, it's hard to put in the words. I, I really can't describe how, well, I shouldn't say how good this movie is. It's, it's, <laughs> let's put it this way. <laughs> I know you can't say that because it's not right, but I'm sorry. Keep going. Okay. Here's the thing. All right, guys. Before we go any further, I think we need to let the listeners know if they have not seen this movie, two things. One, if they have not seen this movie, we are, and and we try to be pretty good with not spoiling it. However, this will be a spoiler fest tonight. I'm not, uh, for us to have a conversation about this movie, we are going to have to talk about it. And um, so if you haven't seen it, this is the opportunity to just shut it off, shut it down because it will be spoiler fest. Second of all, if you truly love us, um, <laughs> then um, then just don't hate us after this review. <laughs> and if you sort of like us, go ahead and turn this off because after it's over, you may you may hate us. So um, uh, we're I think we're going to just be very candid about this. Um, and I think I just want to say, you know, all of us here are, are very open minded to everyone else's views and opinions. Um, and, and I have mine and Mark has his and Steve has his, of course. Um, and Ken, I think somewhere in there has going to lawyer this to death anyway. But um, I don't even know if he has an opinion. He will fall on either side. You he know, is true neutral. Ken, but Ken is Switzerland. He <laughs> damn right he is. Yeah, he, is. He, is. <laughs> he is the he is the Alps of Switzerland, yeah. and, uh, the the high guard there. But um, at at this moment, I can't give any more disclaimers other than um, um, just just keep those in mind. And if this is not the podcast you want to listen to, um, wait a couple of years and then come back to it. Well, and just to qualify what Jeff said. I, I know where Jeff and Mark are coming from because we've already discussed this, you know, a long time ago offline. If you like the podcast, you could still come back because I, I did like the movie. So I'm, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the lone defender. I am the Alamo of this podcast right now. This particular episode is me. So, and just like the Alamo. Mr. Yeah. Bowie, you, you will find Bandit in your gut at some point. Here. Yeah. I'm a squealer. <laughs> you are going to be squealing before this is over. All right, but anyway, Steve, you you were in you were the throes saying. of saying that you you know you it was a it was a, a adventure movie yes. and you really like enjoyed it. So 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 I, keep keep going from there. Well, here's my thing. I thought this movie was really kind of a great callback to the original um, Star Wars that we saw back when we were kids. It it had that feel, it had that look. Yeah, they had, you know, you know, there were things that were different, but that I think was what really kind of appealed to me. Cause like I said, I didn't know what I was getting into. And I remember sitting there in a theater and I went with Emily and uh, Martin and my wife. And honestly, I didn't want to go see it because I'm like, it's going to suck. I know it's going to suck. And I'll tell you what, I sat down 
and you know the the entrance comes out and it's that boom it's you know it's it's the classic star wars john williams you know and it's like you know i've already got that tingle because oh my gosh this is just like what it was when i was a kid you know and then boom you're back on the desert planet and it's like oh this is kind of cool this is it's reminding and i think that's what this is guys i think it's trying to bring us back to this is where it started and i know we talked about that a little bit before about okay is it just a reboot but in a sense it is it is a reboot because it's all starting over again i mean yeah the empire's defeated but now there's another quote unquote empire and this is where it starts so i don't i don't look at it as a reboot i just look at it as history repeating itself you know the 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 classic saying that you know if you don't learn from history you repeat it well it's it's repeating itself again so i mean i did like that aspect of it now do i have issues with the movie of course i do and i will and believe me i will go off on a couple of issues um you know as we get into this conversation but i mean i think overall um i liked it i i i was it was not what i expected and and again guys correct me if i'm wrong but i think i'm pretty well on record uh over the last several years that i was probably one of the most adamant this movie's going to suck i i you know jj abrams oh my god he's going to so um i mean call me converted born again whatever the hell it is um could have been better of course it could any movie can be better uh personally i thought it was pretty good but again that's my view i think i've talked enough i'm gonna start kicking it over to you guys because um obviously you have things to say kick it off jeff all right jeff go ahead because i I, I, i'm gonna have a soundtrack overlay for you i i appreciate that i i will keep this to under 35 minutes the Do you have a prepared statement? I have to, you know, as a uh, as the uh, lead prosecutor for this. Um, oh God, um, you know, Steve, I, uh, I, um, I, we, yeah, you're right. We we talked about this beforehand, and and I, I was cautiously optimistic, and there was there was um a moment, and I don't know about halfway through the movie where it, I just realized. That what was I, what I felt I was seeing going on, what had transpired, what had the events that had led up to what I was seeing, and what I came away with from the movie was I, before this movie was, was released, there was a lot of press up to this about, you know, intent, what we were going to kind of see, you know, a lot of, a lot of, PR about well the fans want blah 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 they want it they want to they want a nostalgic feel they want to go back to you know the the roots and blah 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 but what I felt I came away with was and 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 yes this had a very familiar feel to it I understand why you you say that it's because they basically and and this is where the, this is where the line is drawn and I'm clearly on one side of the line. As an easy way out for the filmmakers, they copied the first movie. 
Because yes, they wanted something that was familiar. And the easiest thing to do was to take the core pieces of the original and let's see them again. And they put it together in a new, with a new facade. But the problem, I think, really boils down to, and we had discussed this in prior movies, if you were to take Star Wars and show kids today, it would not have the same impact because we've been there, we've done it, we've seen it. And this movie did really nothing to capture any imagination that the originals did in any way because they were new and fresh at that time. And they were hedging on nostalgia to really capture people. And after a certain point while watching this movie, I realized that all they're doing is they're rehashing it. They're taking lines. They're taking scenes. And I felt it was just a cheap copy, a cheap rendition of the original. And I became more frustrated as the movie went on by the things that I was seeing and the formula I was I, that was being created. And and, it, and some of it had to do with what Disney said before the release, which was, hey, we heard what you said about the prequels. Too much CGI. Guess what? We're doing far less CGI in this movie. Oh, hey, we heard what you said. You wanted to have a familiar feel, so we're going to do that too. Um what ended up happening in their creation of this um, and what they said was, in my opinion, not true. There is so much CGI in this movie, and it's not better. Um, they did not take what was the criticisms of the original trilogy and make them better. I don't think the acting's good in this movie. And that was one of the criticisms in the original. I don't think it was good. I definitely, positively, beyond a shadow of a doubt, think the story is actually horrible. I feel that the original or the neutral or the, uh, the prequels actually had a better overarching story to it. And that's what I was mad about is this is what Disney wanted to present to us. They felt like we could we should accept this because they are doing it for the fans. And so we should take whatever they're going to give us, which is, which is not, which is not true. We should not. We should look at this with critical eyes and say, you know what? What we have in front of us is the same problems that we had with the prequels. And all we're doing now is Disney has Disney fied this. They put a princess, an orphan princess as the lead. And the here and the heroine, and believe me, I have no problem with heroines. One of the reasons I actually liked uh, the new um, um, Mad Max movie. You know what? Not a big Charlize Theron fan, but you know what? I was fine with the heroine in the movie. I actually liked the portrayal. I don't have any problem with heroines. What I have a problem with is Disney decided they were going to put their little damn princess in it. And Disney has a history of putting orphan princes in the lead of all their shows. And by God, if they didn't do that, CGI was terrible. The action scenes, terrible. I mean, I would much rather watch the old Attack on the Death Star as opposed to the new Attack on the Death Star. It was done much better in the original. It was done. It was done much better even in the uh, the the modifications that George Lucas did. And I felt that 
everything we did was so Disney could get a product out as quick as they could to the fans and capitalize on the $4 billion investment they made. And I felt they did a poor job. I felt it was rushed into production. I felt that they, they said, we're going to give the fans this and they're going to love it and they should. And in my opinion, it fails. And I'll get into more specific details later on why I think it fails in the end. But that's my opening. Mark? Well, I don't know how I follow that. <clears throat> I um, I will say that I took my children, they're both teenagers, to this movie, and I really, like you, Steve, I was really hopeful. I, I, I wanted, because my son and daughter were a little, uh, roughly the, my age when I saw Star Wars, and my dad hauled me to the first Star Wars grudgingly because he didn't know what we were getting into, so they were excited, I was excited, we all plopped down. And like you, Steve, the lights go down, the music comes up, the scroll starts, and I'm like, I, I get, I get butterflies. I'm like, this, maybe, 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 <clears throat> um, maybe I'm gonna have one of those moments where I'll get to be, um, wistful and, and enjoy a moment of my childhood while my kids, uh, have entree into a, a new, a, a new, episode or arc of of what was a, a very good story before George got his hands on it with one the prequels one two and three and drove it into a ditch set it on fire and um, left it a smoldering ruin <laughs> and about a quarter of the way in I was really trying to to just quell my inner demons and I was having a really hard time my kids were enjoying it so for their sake, I was, I was there. But I, I've got to say, all, and you had mentioned it earlier about the director when I'd heard it was J.J. Abrams. Um, I, I really must say, my concerns were validated. I have always found J.J. Abrams to be nothing more than a glorified retreader, um, of movies that have already been made well. Whether it's eight millimeter, oh, I'm sorry, I mean the Goonies. Um, or, or, uh, Cloverfield. Oh, Godzilla, Godzilla field. I'm sorry. Or Star Trek. God forbid, you know, we, uh, we, we even go down that road. That, that's a whole other discussion. Um, the man's a glorified retreader and that's what I was fearful he would do. And he lived up to my expectations with this movie. He really did. And I'm sorry to say that. Um, I, I think as we get into this, I think it's a, something that I, I, I want to state to our, Listeners, it's not that I wanted to dislike this movie. And that's what makes it hard to say. I dislike this movie. And I don't, I'm not speaking for you, Jeff, but you probably have similar sentiments. I really wanted to like this movie. But. Well, and just to jump in, yeah, I mean, sure. in the, I thought looking at, I mean, looking at the prequel or looking at the, uh, the trailers, I, I, you know, I, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm looking right. forward to it. I didn't. I don't feel I set myself up to have high expectations or to go into it thinking I was going to see a certain thing. But I, and, and like you, the first, there was, a, there was a certain period I was on board. I was, yep. I was there, but there got to be a point. I think I know, <clears throat> oh, there's Ken. Um, I think I know about where it was. And then after that, my feeling, um, it, 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 it 
like you, I, I it came true. Yeah. But Ken is uh, Ken is saying, uh, "Put me in, coach." Put put him in, coach. Bring All right, me, hold on one coach. second. All right, then I'll continue my commentary. <laughs> exactly. Mr. Scorzini is dialing in as we speak. <laughs> Clearly, the resistance must have cut the lines because <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's still the- dialing. <laughs> Broadsword calling Danny Boy. <laughs> Come in, please. <laughs> Say again, broadsword calling Danny boy. Okay, he's dropped again, so we'll have, to, we'll have to try this again. All right. This headset worked fine in the desert. <laughs> do you have the right crystals, so you, have the right crystals. you do realize yeah. two-thirds of Indiana is underwater yeah. right now as we speak. Two things, Roni and Ever, on time and on target. On target. <laughs> Fire! Fire! <laughs> <laughs> the ravings of a drunken oh. man. Oh, and he's here. Oh. Mr. Scorzani, welcome to the show. Hey, I had to I said I'd be late, but I'm here. All right. Well there's late and then there's then there's Jeff Muncy late. Right. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having Amazon send you my penny right now. <laughs> this is this is I, I mean I exist to give Jeff the the jump, the uh the cover. <laughs> He'll need for a couple months. You can always point at me. <laughs> well, three point five months. Three point five. Well done, sir. Well, where Ken, are we at? Where are we at? I'll tell you what. Um, Mark uh, and uh, Mr. Muncy have just got done trashing this no, movie. Whoa, no, whoa, whoa! I hadn't gotten done. Oh, He's not done. oh I'm, I'm sorry. I'm He's, sorry. Yeah, yet, yet to I'm sorry, Mark. Your is, honor, I was. I was merely warming up, Your Honor. Yes, I'm sorry. Mark Opening is still on a roll. <laughs> well, in that case, th- let's just roll in. Yeah, roll in. Right. You can you can announce I'm here, but I mean, let's just roll in. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pipe this in so you, everybody's gonna know you're here. So, uh, okay. Mark, please yeah. continue. By all means, as I as as I noted, I, I really wanted to like this movie, um, but as I stated earlier, and and Ken has joined us now, and we welcome. We welcome Ken to the podcast. He he flew in, and boy, are his arms tired. Um, <laughs> Hold on, I have to cancel the silver. <laughs> See, you don't get an amber alert, Ken. It's, it's it's due to your age, but I digress. It's a silver alert for yeah. me. Yeah, it is a silver alert. <laughs> See, you were wandering around lost, much like J.J. Abrams in this script. Oh uh, God! Wow, well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> I, mighty blow, mighty blow. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I apologize? Um, anyway, as I noted, J.J. Abrams is a noted retreader, and that's what really concerned me. And we've all kind of agreed to that. That there, this this movie is very derivative, and I know I've heard people, and I understand that point of view, but I respectfully disagree, Steve, and I think you mentioned it. But we had to take a step back to to reengage everybody. Well, pardon my language, and you can bleep this out. Where the f- has everybody been for the last thirty years? I mean, <laughs> Star Wars is a cultural icon. If you need us to step back, you clearly have been living in the Amazon. Um. Because it's pretty well known throughout the world, so I don't buy that. What I do buy is lazy script writing. J.J. Abrams is a mediocre director who's overhyped. And a story that is, as Jeff noted, very derivative and very disappointing. 
And we've seen it all. And if this had been, if this movie had come out today as it did and not had the franchise tag behind it, it would have largely been forgotten as just a knockoff movie. Um, there's really no compelling plot. It's a gigantic, where in the world is um, Carmen Santiago? I mean, Luke Skywalker. I'm sorry. Um, we have that MacGuffin. Uh, you, you have a, you have a antagonist who is thoroughly forgettable and is as emo as they come. Um, so much so that I was looking forward to hoping Dark Helmet would arrive. Because he's a more fully developed character and a more interesting antagonist. And that says something when a knockoff movie about Star Wars has a more compelling bad guy. Uh, and I, I thoroughly dislike, because I thoroughly dislike this character type that is horribly written in bad science fiction books and movies. I cannot stand the character of Ray because she's a quintessential Mary Sue. She can do anything and everything better than anybody else can. It it is it is awful. Um and I just I, I was deeply disappointed. And in some respects, what I felt like when I walked out of that movie was that basically JJ Abrams um went into this knowing full well what he was doing. And he knew what the, that the audience would in some way, shape, or form by and large accept it because the last three had been utter shite. So basically he put sprinkles on the shite sandwich and people were more than happy to eat it. Um, it's, and I hate to say that and I know I'm, I may get pushback from our listeners, but it, it was very derivative. We've seen all of this in the Star Wars movies. And it was done, frankly, much, much better. And yes, I was glad to see Han Solo, Chewbacca, Leo Organa. Um, unfortunately, they were wasted. And um, boy, I really want to be Mark Hamill. That was a lot of hard work. That whole minute of screen time. Um, it was, it was forgettable. The only, and the only last thing I'll say is the only character who is of any interest disappears for almost half of the movie, and and that's the X-Wing pilot, um, uh, Poe Dameron. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's a disappointment, and I'm, and it really does bother me to say that. So I'll stop there and let, let Ken jump in. All right, Ken, jump in, because... Well, uh, has, has, has Steve given his piece yet? Oh, oh I've, gave, I've given oh, my yeah. piece. I, I, am, I am the Alamo. I'm David Bowie over here waiting to be skewered. Well, okay, I'll give my piece. Uh, I, I saw this right before Christmas. Obviously, I listened to all the hype. I looked at the trailers. I got excited. Uh, I went in hoping for the best. I suspect, having come in late, that I'm and hearing what Mark had to say, I think I'm sort of in the middle ground. Shocked. Nailed it. Shocked, I say. <laughs> Well, that's Swift. my nature. Switzerland. I have chronological justification for what I'm about to say. I'm I'm excited. Go on. Star Wars, the original Star Wars, was made for me and my demographic. When Star Wars came out, it was, what, 78? 
I was like 21. I was a young man. It was aimed at young men. Uh, loved it. Couldn't wait to the next one. Couldn't wait to the next one. Uh, I mean, back in that day, as you guys know, I was, I, that was one of the things that got me deep and heavy into sci-fi role-playing. I mean, sci-fi role-playing was my social life for like the mid-80s. I, you know, sat around playing Traveler and ripping off Star Wars. Uh, saw Star Wars in the theater probably five times. Saw Empires maybe three times. Saw Jedi, you know, Return of the Jedi maybe actually once because obviously it kind of sucked. Um, and then we came into the interregnum. The great interregnum of, you know, expanded universe books and novels and the prequels. Uh, I saw each prequel once out of just a sense of duty. And of course, like everybody else was sadly disappointed. All the expanded universe stuff. I knew guys that were deep into that. I couldn't get into it. Uh, so when they came out with the trailers and the announcements about this, I was pretty excited. And when I went to see it, I knew going in a very important fact, which maybe you guys are factoring in and maybe you're not, which is Disney's put massive money behind this because they're trying to re-jump the franchise. That's point one. Point two, they could give a rat's patootie about what we think. Because we're not the audience for this movie. Our, the audience for this movie is kids. And, you know, the fact that Star Wars came out 30-some years ago doesn't really matter. What we've got invested in it, they don't care. Uh, I, and I kind of knew this. I mean, it's, 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 it's the nature of the world. Uh, it said as you get older, you don't matter so much when it comes to pop culture. So they wanted to appeal to the younger audience, the audience that wasn't around in 1978 or 1982 or whatever. And I think this movie did what they wanted it to do. They re-engaged that group. Uh, I know that, you know, my sister's stepkids Loved it. I think they've seen it three times already. Uh, they've seen it in 3D. They've seen it in IMAX. They, they, they've gone and seen it all. Um, stepping back, looking at it as a mature adult, and like Mark has just analyzed it, is it derivative? Yeah, it is. I mean, really, that's the thing with J.J. Abrams. I mean, and I, I was worried about that coming in because I saw the Star Wars movies that Abrams did. And it's like you took all the old classic Trek series, you whirled it around in a blender, you put together various pieces, blended it back together, and then, okay, that's the story. Yeah, there's a lot of that here. Uh, very derivative, very based on what actually happened before. It, again, they, they said right up front it's going to echo or mirror what the original, story, original uh, Star Wars was. Uh, it had some interesting elements. I mean, I kind of like the idea of the planet with all the wrecked starships, and it was a site of a big battle, but now the world's moved on. I like that. I thought that was a cool, cool uh, plot device. 
Uh, I like seeing the old characters. Uh, I thought the storyline was okay. Again, they're trying to get a thing going. Again, get basically another trilogy going out of this, and I can see where they're going. Uh, with all that, you know, was I entertained? Yeah, I mean, I went in, I paid my whatever it was, and sat around by myself in the movie theater, watched it, and that is cool. I will give them props for not falling into the trap that, you know, Lucas fell into back when he did the prequels. Lucas, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but the prequels aren't a story. A prequel, the prequels are just a, you know, test bed for, you know, CGI and digital photography. Lucas had all these cool ideas about things he could do with the new technologies, and he did it with that movie. I like the fact in this one, they went out in the desert. They went out in, you know, out in nature, and they built props, and they did good old-fashioned special effects, and it looks good. I think the movie looks very good. Uh, the writing, the plot, eh, I was disappointed. I mean, do we need another large spherical battle station that, Shoots at very powerful rays. I mean, you would think that the bad guys in the Star Wars universe would realize that, you know, their return on investment for, you know, a gazillion mega credits, if they put it into the Star Destroyers and TIE Fighters, would be much better than if they, you know, make super wonder weapons. But, you know, hey, I, they didn't ask me. So, that's that. But, uh, when I watched it, I you know, I walked out. Was I bitter and angry and upset? No, but it goes back to what I said. Sorry, this movie isn't aimed at me. They're trying to re-engage a whole new generation of young people, and I'm not young anymore. So I can kind of take it and roll with the punches and move on. I'll be interested to see what they do with it moving on. Uh, I don't like the constant, you know, we're just going to dwell on like three or four families idea. I mean, that's kind of lame. Uh, there's a lot of lameness in this movie. If you really look at it from our standpoint of like classic Star Wars fanboys. But again, do I hate it? No. Do I love it? No. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. So that's where I'm at. Well, I'm, I'm going to jump in. Ken, I think you made a really good point is about it being targeted for a certain generation because like my daughter and her boyfriend, uh, they are, uh, 18 and 21. They loved it. Uh, they've seen the originals and everything like that, but they, they really, really enjoyed it. And I think, I think you've kind of hit on something. It's, this movie is resonating with them in a way it resonated with us when we saw the original, you know, back when we were their age. And I, I'm almost kind of wondering a little bit, are we, are we judging this movie because what we expect it to be for us with our perception? And I know this probably doesn't make any sense, but it's just like, are we, are we projecting? Are we, it should, it should look like this, but it's not. And well, that's, I, I'm, if I can jump in. Sure. 
this, what you're just saying is yes, and it ties into conversations we've all had and other people have had going back to like 1982 and, you know, and, and the, the, the original series. Again, Star Wars was great. Empires, awesome. Empire Strikes Back, or rather Revenge of the Jedi, not so much. And then the prequels, they all kind of suck. Uh, we have an image of what this should have been, what Star Wars should have been. Mark has commented a number of times about how the fact that, like, the original plot for Revenge of the Jedi was a dark, bitter, you know, bloodfest. Right. And it would have been great. And I agree with them. It, that's what they should have done, but they didn't. Again, the, the guys making the Star Wars franchise, they don't really get, like I say, I will say rats patootie. They don't give a rats patootie about you and me and Mark and Jeff. I mean, we're not the target they're shooting for. And what we wanted to get out of it is kind of moot. Right. All right. I'm going to take this moment to jump in <clears throat> and I'm going to say two things. One, I disagree. They do care about us. Um, they very much care about us because without us, they don't get over two billion dollars, um, well. which which is part of the failure of this movie, and and that's going to be to my second point, which is I have talked to. Uh, I'm going to take my own personal children, took them to see it opening weekend. Didn't think I was going to be able to get in. Took my own kids to see it. They left there and they said, yeah, it was a really good movie. I was like, yeah, it, this is made for them. Totally get it, right? My father-in-law, totally loved the movie. Totally got that. A week or so later, I said, <clears throat> after I left there, I wasn't impressed. But I thought, I need to go back and see it again. I've got to watch this a second time. I'm willing to go back. I watched it the first time in a deep box situation I didn't um, in 3D. No, I'm sorry. It was, it was not with 3D. I wanted to go back and see it in 3D. So I asked the boys. I said, Hey, you guys want to go back and see Star Wars? Their response was no. There was other things they wanted to go see instead. And I thought that's interesting because when the first Star Wars came out, I saw it. I don't know. God knows. I think my dad took me there at least three or four times. Yeah, seven times for me. Okay. So I thought my kids, who are the target audience for them, didn't want to go back and see it. I thought it was intriguing. So I went to school that next week, and I started talking to the kids at school. I was shocked, and I will admit I was shocked <laughs> at the complete mixed reviews that I got. There were a number of kids said didn't like it, and I thought I was shocked by that because I would have thought, this is the demographic they were shooting for. They're supposed to like it. When a number of students said, didn't like it. And a number of kids were like, yeah, it was okay. That told me it was very telling. And I thought, yeah, there's a lot of people that like this movie. A lot of adults that like this movie. A lot of kids that like this movie. But here's the thing. There was a lot of kids that didn't like this movie. They were not moved by it. They'd seen it before. They didn't think it was a great story. They were sure they, you know, there were some things that they did like. They were shocked by, you know, death scenes and things. 
But I thought, this is why, in all rights, this, because of the fan base that it has, because of the mythos is created, because of the generations that have grown up with this movie, this, by all rights, should have shattered worldwide box office. It should have topped Titanic and Avatar, who do not have that. And it didn't. Because you did not have the repeat review, the repeat viewings that you had with the original movies. That's why I do think it's a failure. Because, yeah, a lot of people accepted it. But a lot of people didn't. They didn't. They weren't moved. A lot of kids didn't want to go back and see it. A lot of adults didn't want to go back and see it. So why? If it's such a good movie, if it captured such the nostalgia, if it captured this magic again, if it was just so amazing, why? Is it just the way that we've evolved as as viewers? We're like, we don't go back and see movies again. We just wait till the DVD comes out? Possibly. Well, to be honest I, with I, you. I think that's no, a big part. Well, no, let me jump in. You You know why I think box office, why people don't, don't go back and see it again. How much does it cost to go see a movie? Mm, it, it's a eight to ten dollars. Yeah, it's you're you're talking you're dropping some serious coin now to go see a movie, and now to go see a movie, it's like yeah, shit, that'll be out in six months on iTunes or Amazon. You can rent it. Yeah, or Redbox. I, I the re, the re, <clears throat> excuse me. The repeat going back to the shows, people don't do it. It's too expensive. It could be. Well, I think but that's a, a big lot of people part still. Of but I mean, it's I mean, it's not too much different than I mean, I don't know. A lot of us went back and saw um, Lord of the Rings. There's still a lot of that. Uh, uh yeah, you got to remember this is. I'll, I'll tell you right now. When we went and saw this, it was four of us. Tickets again. It wasn't matinee. I don't even know if they do matinee anymore. But uh, they do. They do. Yeah. But it's before noon. Well, we were we were afternoon and just four of us with a thing of popcorn and a coke that we shared upon us. That was a hundred bucks. I was like one million. Yeah, dollars. it was a hundred bucks. Am I going to go see it again with four people? Um, no. If you're going to talk about the re, you know, the reviews. I don't want to drop that kind of money to go see it again when it's you know, going to be but out. It's interesting, Steve. I'll digress. There was a science fiction movie I saw twice, and I was happy to drop the coin both times. And I took, I took family members both times. The Martian. Why? Because it was a good story. Why? It held my interest. Why? It was well shot. Why? It didn't insult my intelligence. And I took my kids. They all walked out going, they were gobsmacked. It was the best science fiction movie of the year. Now, well, I dropped a point. science factional movie. Doesn't matter. It I, know what you're I know what you're it saying. It was compelling. I, it was. But it, I'm saying. It, it held my attention. I understand. The that. problem with this movie is, it was, if you've been raised in the Star Wars universe, and, and let's take that argument about your kids and my kids, essentially they've been, even if they tangentially, like my daughter, have not been steeped in it like my son has, yes, they may have enjoyed it. They may have thought this was really cool. But you know what? It was not groundbreaking. It So 
they enjoyed it, but they didn't make the leap to the next step, which was, I want to, I want to go find the things I missed. Yes, there's a cost factor. I will not disagree with you on that. But if it's compelling and if there are things in there that drew you in and you wanted to know more, there was no mystery. There were no characters that were compelling. They were all derivative archetypes. That is also, I will argue, a factor that plays into why this movie does not have it, it's done well in the box office, don't, don't get me wrong, but it does not have the pull that the first, definitely the second and the first and the second movies had. Because it did not create, it did not build on the mythos. All it did was rebuild the mythos. And in many ways it did it worse. Yeah, I say, I, 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 I completely disagree there because. In it's what like, way? In, I'm curious, in what way? Okay. How, how like, did it not, how did it do worse? How did it regress than progress? Because in my view, it regressed instead of progress. Well, my thing would be is, and again, I am counting on the sequels or, or you know, to tell the story, but why does Ray have the ability she does? I mean, they really don't talk about in the movie. She just knows how to do stuff. I'm, a, I'm expecting them to explain that later. But they, the, the same thing was true with Luke Skywalker, except with Luke Skywalker, he was a flawed character. She's a Mary Sue. So I'm, I'm ex, well, yeah, all right. I, and, and that's where I, that's where they lost me on her. Because here's the thing about that, and I understand what you're saying. But if you know a character is a Mary Sue or a Marty Sue or a Marty Steve or whatever, whatever the uh, human, the, the male derivative is, they have to have some flaws. They have to have some weaknesses. That's what was interesting about Star Wars. Han Solo was a great pilot. Luke Skywalker was, he was balls to the wall, wanted adventure, and he had this talent no one else did. And Leia Organa, she was smart. She was sassy. She was sophisticated. So we rolled it all into one person, into Ray, And we made her boring. And then on top of it, we paired her off with, wait for it, a poop trooper. I'm sorry, a janitor. We took an, we took this character, Finn, and all we did was we heaped scorn on this guy. We dumped on him, essentially, and made him the Bud Abbott to the Lou Costello, or whatever the version is. Because he, he's the, he's the bluster and the boob. In the movie, well, which is unfortunate, yeah, because that could have been an interesting character, and all they did was turn him into a bullshit artist who doesn't want to wear the white suit anymore. Oh, and what is he? He's a janitor. So really, he should be wearing a blue suit with a little name tag that says "Hi, my name is Finn." Well, you Custodial know, custodial services. I will not disagree with you on that point. I'm going to jump in and agree with Mark on that. That's that. That's an element that bugged me about this movie is she's too good at anything she puts her hand to. Now, I'm sure that listeners, that, there's going to be some listeners and some fans out there that jump in and say, oh, well, but what about this and what about that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah I, 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 I understand that's there. 
But the thing that, you know, bugged me is, you know, it's like, okay, I, I see nothing about this character that indicates they are a great starship pilot. And then gets into a starship, but, like, she's better than anybody else out there. All these other crack professionals, they crash and can't keep up with her or anything else. That's that's That bugs me. Uh, you had a little bit of that with the original Star Wars, but at the same time, Luke was Luke was untrained. He he didn't know how to do a lot of stuff at the start. He had to go off and do training and everything else. And this one, she just naturally had it. Now, I've had people say, "Well, well, but she's strong with the Force." Well, yeah, there's a limit to how far you can push that. Uh, so that that's a part that, like, you know, it did bother me. I didn't like it. I wish they would have done something different. Uh, you know, I, I, again, you know, I, I'm gonna, you know, there's listeners that don't have, who have never played like the traveler sci-fi role-playing game, which some of you guys have played with me, but it's like, she's got a level three or four level of pilot skill and she's done nothing to earn it. I mean, that's really <laughs> my, that's, that's my problem. Uh-huh. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yep. And I've got no problem. I mean, they, they, they could have gotten around it some other way. I don't know what, uh, they did what they wanted to do because partially Abrams wanted to do cool visuals and he's good at cool visuals. This movie has a lot of them. And again, that's part of why I kind of liked it. I mean, okay, that's, that's kind of cool looking. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of buy that. He did the same thing with the Star Wars movies or Star Trek movies. There's some stuff in there. It's like, I, I, I kind of like that. But then when I look back at the whole thing as a whole, I'm like, that's kind of bad. I mean. All right. Let me, let me just say this. This is my defense okay. on the whole Ray thing. Okay. I am, I am qualifying my defense of her abilities because I, it was the same thing. I walked out of there going, all right, you know, the, the chick is infallible. I mean, she, you know, she can fly a starship. She's, Awesome with a lightsaber without having any background. There's, there's something there that, and again, I'm waiting for the sequel. Maybe I'm, something. I'm with, I'm with you, Steve. Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. There's something that now, if the sequel comes out and it doesn't explain how she's just such a badass, then yes, I'm going to call bullshit. It's like, oh, so. Well, I've got to jump in and and throw out a thing that's kind of bothering me is in my perusing stuff online and talking to people, a thing you run into with this movie is people go like, well, that's been explained. If you just would have read this book or this comic or or read this or done that or Checked yeah. out the the animated series, you would get it. But like, I haven't. I'm only judging it on what I see here. Well, and, Disney- and that's a problem because Star Wars has expanded out over the years, and then they shrunk it back. But then, like, okay, what counts and what doesn't count? But, I don't know. But, but I can't Ken, keep up, and I don't have the time to invest in it. But Ken, to your point, that argument doesn't hold water because Disney. Made the announcement by fiat. All of that does not fit the coda. 
I know, I know what it's they out. said. It's out. But, it's gone. But, but, but there's stuff out there. Well, but what I'm saying is Disney wants to have it both ways. They can't. If you say it's out, then okay, fine. I'll play by your rules. Well, then, my, then, my, my thing is I don't have, I never read all that right, stuff. And I don't have time that for that stuff. either. I don't and have most time of it's for it. Crack. Most I've of it's got a, crack. Yeah, I've got a judgment on what I see. And again, I, Steve, don't take this as, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against what you're saying. I think there's a lot of good in this movie. I don't think I'm quite as negative as, uh, Mark and Jeff, but there's problems with it. But, 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 but. Let's wait and see. It says, I mean, if there, if this is a trilogy, let's see the trilogy. Well, you know, that's, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> that it was sort of my, that was my perception or feelings with the prequels. You know, when the first one came out, I was the one that was saying, let's just wait and see how this plays out. And I still contend I would be happy to debate the prequels at some point. Um, because the same criticisms that were lodged in the prequels, I, I had, you know, they're here too. There's the criticism about the acting, about the story, about this, um, uh, about the strings that are left untied. And, and you're right. Time will tell if they come back and touch on this. My, I think that we have kind of hashed this point. I think we've established our positions on that. Um, and, and I don't feel that we can let um, a creative team off and say, look, this stuff is out here. You have to go find it and read it to understand it. I don't think we can do that with a standalone movie and stuff that was kind of thrown out before this um, to explain some things. Uh, I think that's just bad storytelling. Now, I, I'd like to jump, and I want to see what you guys think about the other main issue I have with this movie is the in the forced happenstance and bizarre coincidences that happen throughout this movie that make events tie together. And things that I'm going to throw out here are um, are Ray jumping into a derelict star freighter that's been scavenged and abandoned for years to fire it up and to, you know, take off being chased by TIE fighters. I'm not going to debate the whole how she can possibly do this and fly through a, uh, you know, wreck star destroyer, but she suddenly finds herself in, you know, in space and suddenly miraculously at that same moment in time, as she's debating, well, oh, gosh, I got to go back down because I can't really be up here because I'm waiting for somebody to come back. Um, well, by God, if Han Solo isn't there, just kind of happen upon the scene in this giant Star Wars galaxy and just happens upon her. Um, I just find that coincidence just – I understand we've got to progress the story. I understand we've got to you know introduce people, but you have that. You have that tied in with, you know, she goes to meet this Maz character. And by God, by accident, by happenstance, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber just happens to be in this place. Um, you know, it's this, it's this 
ridiculous chain of events that is spurred on throughout the movie um, by forcing us to be to have these things introduced at these times um, just by coincidence. And I feel like I'm missing another one or two. But, um, and I know we've got to progress the story, but I just feel the original did much better. You know, I feel the reason that Obi-Wan and Luke and Han, you know, got together, you know, end up meeting Princess Leia because they were trying to reach Alderaan, ended up meeting this, you know, this small moon, you know, they get together. You know, the chain of events makes sense to me. But then in this movie, it's like everything is forced upon us in order to tell the story. Okay, And I know, goes, it kind of goes back to, I feel that they rushed this into production, that somebody sat down at dinner with a, with a beer and a table napkin and sketched this out real quick and said, I think we can make this work. Really? Not really putting any thought into okay, it. Okay, let, let, me, let me jump in there. Jump. So... So when Luke Skywalker got his ass handed to him by um, uh, a Sam person, and then all of a sudden Obi-Wan just showed up, you're cool with that? I'm cool with that. You know why? Okay, why? I don't know, because he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Go on. Oh, okay, right. So, <laughs> Well, also, all right. All right. It's, I just, it's the episode one, version one, take one. You had nothing to judge it against. You know, right. How right. do I know Obi-Wan? So, is so like in other words, it's the, well, it's the duess machina of all movies. Well, something, I, something happens to completely well, change. Yeah. It, this happens in all movies, guys. Come yes. On. But there is a way to do it that is not so overtly, grotesquely forced. And that, that jump was, Oh shit, we've got to introduce Han Solo. It was, it was a bad edit. Period, all stop. That's just, and that's how I view it. It was a bad edit. They didn't know how to get him there, and it's like X-Files and Battlestar. They yeah. write themselves into a corner, and they go, shit, we gotta figure this out. Okay, let's just do it this way. Because they're jammed up. And yeah, that's they- easy to do. But it got it got Han Solo in. But it got him in in such a way that you go, "Buh." I mean, you know, and and again, I I you know, we're we're we this is kind of like arguing angels on the head of a pin, but you do sit there at some point and you start looking at this isn't the only one. There are a number of these that go on where you start to go, "Really?" Or or just just throwing us out there. Are we really reading too much into this? It is a sci-fi movie. Well, but you know, when just, a sci-fi movie decides to be has entered into a part, becomes part of pop culture and a cultural icon, and right. becomes an undercurrent of the culture, then I think it takes on a different role. All right, but the thing of it is, is that let's let's get down the brass well, tacks. Let's actually get down the brass tacks on this thing. Of all the Star Wars movies. How many of them are good? Two. And how many Star Wars movies out there are there? Well, that that's not exactly a Seven. that's not exactly a defense of this movie, then, uh, is it? Uh, well, no. I'm just saying it's there's two, and actually, the only really good one, um, 
I'll, I'll just throw it out there as Empire. Because if you go back as us as adults and watch the first Star Wars, outside of the special effects, that movie's pretty bad. Well, but you know what? It, it, we, we've debated this before. It, it, that was also 1976, 77. I know. So... We, there are things that you ex, I, I mean, I'm, we've all accepted that this was something we, there's no model for it. There's no model for Star Wars. I mean, okay, it's my question. Okay. Okay. So this would be my question. What were you expecting? I was originality. Here's, here's why I, I've seen better. I'm going to, fine. If you want to call this a kid show, because if it's geared for the kids, let's call it what it is. It's a kid show. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tween. Movie, because that's the audience. Okay, I've seen better tween shows, like what? I don't know, like the Percy Jackson series, the like what? I don't know Harry Potter, which has far more cohesiveness to it than anything I've seen in the Star Wars universe, and all those were directed towards kids. So you you have examples out there of things that are done right, and then you have this, which let's just say it, this had this had. There was open resources. You know what? You could have put together any team to come up with this stuff. Well, and guys, you could have made the movie. Could, here's the thing. Let's all just get right down to it. No one, people would have said, well, okay, they went and did it. But if you're going to do it, that's the best source material to do it. They could have taken a, a version of the Thrawn series. And at least it would have acknowledge Timothy Zahn's thoughtfulness and consideration of how to advance the story post-Star Wars, Fall of Empire, and it would have been much more entertaining with a much more interesting antagonist. You could have taken that series and tweaked it. But, what, Mark, but, what went wrong right off the bat was as soon as Disney got a hold of this, as soon as they did... They basically came out and said everything else is trash. Everything after returns oh, right. is is trash. They didn't even take time to consider it. They just said, "Nope, it's ours. It's ours, and we're going to do whatever the hell we want to." Which they can. Well, they totally they can. Did. But Mark, here's the thing: they can do whatever the hell they want with it. Right. All right. That doesn't make it good quality movies. No. What it uh, is is it's a Disney princess movie. I, I said that in the beginning. It is a Disney princess movie. However. I'm thinking that now that we're in 2016, we're nearly 40 years after Star Wars. I would think that by now we could do some sort of honest service to the story because it is about story. If it's not about story, then you got to say it's about special effects and I don't know what else. So if it's not about the story, then then if you're just telling me I'm just looking for eye candy, well, then, then I can just stop watching this stuff. Because it is about the story. Star Wars is about story. Now, again, George Lucas is not a good story writer. But this could have been and should have been, and they had every bit of resources. I mean, hell, they had Larry Kasdan, who is a good story writer. and But then along comes J.J. Abrams to get his little fingers into it. And it, the, that's the problem I have, is the story doesn't flow well. It's not a good story. And I can't, because I can't, I keep refusing to accept the fact that you can, the, the only way that the good guys can win is because you have an inept bad guy. 
And let's just say it. These, I mean, they, the, the empire, whatever the hell they are now, the first order was good enough to come up with this super weapon that can suck the sun dry, but they can't put somebody at the back end of the entrance of this place to guard it. Really? This is what you expect me to understand that, oh, this is how the good guys are going to get in. Because you're, you're saying, well, there's no other way they could get in if nobody's there. They can't find a way in. They can't secretly get in. They're not smart enough to do anything else besides go through an unguarded door. I mean, it's just this, they, they expect us to accept this bad story. Let's put it this way. We are so far apart that Okay, well, let's, I mean, all right, we, we could continue on this vein. Well, yeah. I think we've all, let me, let me finish. I think we've all staked out our position. Yeah. And that's fine. So I think we need to move on. Let's talk about actors. Let's talk about favorite scenes. Because we, we, this is a circular argument. We, we've all established kind of where we are. So let's move on. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's we got some listeners that really like this movie, right. so that really yeah. hate it. And, and, some and there are in the there are some actors. I, I there's one or two actors I liked in this movie. There are people that are forgettable. So I think, you know, I think we pounded sand on on the big topics oh, as we, far as we we're we go. make glass. Well, there's, okay, we made the rubble okay. bounce. So let's but, ask this. Let's let's put this question out there. What was your favorite? What was your favorite part or favorite scene in this movie? Ken. Me? Yeah. If you get here late, that's what happens. I'm going to say I I like the early scenes of Ray scavenging and scruffed, you know, muffling around on Jakku, uh, setting herself up as a character. Uh, I li- I really like the idea that, okay, this is a place where there's this massive battle. There's all this debris and wreckage, and then the world moved on. And so it's the, you know, you know, ass end of nowhere, and people are just trying to make a living scavenging stuff. I thought that was an interesting concept. Uh, and and it, 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 it was a great callback to the original series, because you got to see, oh, there's a Star Destroyer. Oh, there's an at app. So I thought that was interesting. Was it, I mean, at the same time, it was very derivative. I mean, like, it could have been a swamp planet or a rock planet, or it didn't have to be a desert sand planet, but it was. Like, eh. But I, I like those scenes. I'm going to say it was the start of the movie. It was fresh. It was. I went in with an open mind. I was enjoying those scenes. Jeff? Um, also, the beginning of the movie, that point there, I did like. I did like the. Um, I did like that scene. The, I did like, um, Kylo Ren. I liked the introduction to his character and I liked it up until the, um, until he took off the mask. Up until that point, yep. I thought, I thought it was a pretty, I thought it was a pretty good character as far as a dark villain is going to go. Um, I did like, I, I love the scene where he stops. Um, uh, a, um, a laser in in the middle of the air. I was I was pleasantly caught off guard by that. Absolutely loved it, and it was like, wow, this is a badass. And I I was I was all in at that moment. And then there was the scene where the there was a Tie Fighters. No, there's an X Wing scene that I really liked the shot 
that they, that they presented. But, um, I'll let Mark steal that thunder right there. Uh, my turn. Um, any, any, yeah, anything with son of Porkins. <laughs> oh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> nice. He went there. <laughs> he went there. <laughs> He's in the movie. Son of Porkins is in the movie. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, I, okay. Um, in all seriousness, I really like, you know, Han Solo, Chewbacca. They've all been taken prisoner by Kylo Ren and his nefarious evildoers of the First Order, which I'm pretty certain is a 60s R&B band. But, um, and no, the New, or, New Order was more like 1980s. I've got a couple of their CDs. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Okay. I, I, I kind of thought they were kind of a 60s. You know, no, great no. R and B band, but that, no, no, you know, that no, was, the new order. Or, or, okay, good to know. Um, but no, uh, the the scene I really liked is they come out of Maz's place, and you know they're like, ah, oh, the gig, the jig's up. We're we're prisoners. Ah, oh, bad things are gonna happen. And you know, we get Poe Dameron. He reappears with these X wings. That whole that that whole scene was. To me, that was very reminiscent of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. It, it, it was, for a moment, I'm just sitting there going, this is, this is awesome. This was a lot of fun. And yes, it's visual effects and it's special effects, but you know, Han Solo got to be, you know, okay, creaky arthritic Han Solo, but still, you know, he can shoot. No, and I thought that was a great scene, but again, I thought that was also the character that was very underutilized, which was unfortunate. So um, I was part of me from one level was really happy to see him reappear. It's like, oh, good, the 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 the, the hot X-wing pilot has reappeared. I like this guy. So I like that scene. I enjoyed that a lot. Well, I tell you what, I think they're going to bring him back. He's definitely going to be the. Um, I think he's probably. Uh, shit, what the hell was this? Uh, well, he's the one actor in the whole bunch. Well, yeah, but it was, um, God, who was the hell was the, uh, who was Luke's, uh, buddy? Not, uh, Wedge not Antilles. Wedge Antilles. He is going to be the Wedge Antilles of the show. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's not like maybe they will. I mean, the next movie is based around, you know, well, I'll, I'll, I better back up. A movie coming up will be based around them. They've already announced that. Yeah, I mean, and that's where I'm trying to be cautious about this because I, my defense of this movie is I think this movie is going to be developed further along. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I was entertained by it. I liked it. But from what I've heard, like Ken said, they're going to be developing more of the characters, more of the actors. And that's what I'm kind of hoping. Well, for. they can only go up. Well, there's that. No, so. they can't. Well, well, yeah. I mean, they can go only go up. I mean, it's guys. Don't get me wrong. I've got issues with this movie. I mean, there's some of the actors. Um, I, I'm just gonna say it right we off. Need, we, got, we need to move on pretty soon into actors. We well, I'm, I'm I'll, okay. I'll just say. Talk you know, about. Well, what about this scene? What scene did you like, Steve? For me. Yeah. Um, well, shit. It's only it's been not a like, trick question. You know, it's been three months since I seen the movie, so I I would have to say I I like the desert scene with Ken, uh, like Ken said. 
it, it's that whole, it was very nostalgic. It was the whole idea of, you know, her on the desert planet. Living on a wits. I like the part where, I'll tell you what, the one that got me was when she hears this, like, noise, she comes over the ridge line, and there's this dude on some tauntaun desert thing, and she's like, let the droid go. And <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know. It was because you, you got the idea she was a little bit of a badass. Well, she's a Mary Sue. Whatever. I mean, okay. Um, the um, Ken, did you say? Did you the one scene that really captured me? I, I can't remember if Ken said it. Um, was when she's sitting by the fallen at at. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, that whole good. that whole section, the very beginning. Yeah, where it's showing her a- just like sitting among the wreckage of this great battle. Right, trying and to make a living. That's that. I I really like that touch because it was like God. I want to know more. I want to know more about what happened here, um, because there was more than just a, a star destroyer crashing. Um, you know, I really like that, and um, the um, what did you guys think about? The whole introduction with Han Solo and then the, the kind of, you know, the surprise on the ship. What did you guys think about all that? What? You mean the big aliens? Well, I mean, you know, just kind of that sequence there. I like the beginning of it. It started out strong. It sort of got kind of silly as it went on. But I did like, I mean, we were watching this. We want to see Han Solo. I mean, like, we want to see the old characters. I mean, that's what this is all about. It's handing the torch off to this new generation. You have to have the old generation that hand off the torch. But it was nice. It was well done. That whole scene of, uh, you know, <laughs> it bounced around on YouTube there for a month or so before the movie came out. The whole thing like, oh, the, you know, the dark side, the Jedi's, they're all real. Uh, you know, the, the concept that, you know, for the people in this world today, this was all like kind of myth and legend and, you know, nobody, 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 nobody in this period knows a Jedi. They've never seen a Jedi or a dark side or a Sith. They just know that that's what people say happened, but like they, they weren't around to see it. And when you really get down to it, that was the thing that when you watch the prequels, I mean, if you're in a, a, a universe with billions of inhabitants, I mean, you only see, what, maybe 25 Jedi. I mean, it's not like they're, they're standing around on every street corner. They're kind of rare. You know, Ken, I, ever since I saw the trailers, that scene where Han kind of looks through that hologram and says, you know, it's true, all of it. I was, I was so looking forward to that scene. I think it's a very powerful scene because it, it's it, it, there is that nostalgia feel because it takes you right back to that scene on the Millennium Falcon where he's dismissive about the Force, and you know it's him in his old age, and and that is something that I, I I did appreciate about this movie was him Han Solo struggling with the whole process of aging and and where it's taken him, um, 
I did really enjoy that. And that scene there where he looks through them and says, you know, it's true, all of it. The way that he delivered that, I thought it was just very powerful because for a moment it just took you back to, wow, he has, he has been on a journey and seen things that he never thought he would have. And, and he is, you know, he, he's saying, you know, it for not just them, but almost for himself too. And, and I thought that was very well done. But then it, you know, it got kind of silly. Like I say, after that, okay, okay, monsters get loose, you know. Multiple squads of bad guys show up. It, how big is this ship he's got? Jeez. So it, it, it was, you know, it got kind of silly towards the end. But anyway, all in all, I, I liked it. They had to bring him in. He's there. Was it a coincidence? Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it, I thought it was okay. I, I, I liked having Han Solo back. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, let's get past the coincidence. Let's just talk about the scene. I mean, you know, you, okay, we have it. Now let's wait to talk about it. Steve and Mark, what'd you guys think about it? Mark? <laughs> he's taking a leak. Obviously, yeah, Mark is taking a pee pee. Okay. He can't well, be drinking. He can't be drinking all night. He's got a very small bladder. We haven't even talked about all the actors yet. What's taking us so long? Well, because you guys have been bitching about this movie about how bad it is the whole time. So I, th- I think what well, we need to do is just hand it off to Steve to like ro- give him a hit a roster of actors. Well, yeah, I mean, let's I'm, talk about. It. So we had okay, so we talked about that. I mean, what you guys think about uh, Harrison Ford through the movie? Old. You think, think he held up well? He was old. <laughs> creaky, creaky. Hey, I'm old and creaky, but damn no, it, he was. Yeah, and I like Harrison Ford. A lot. I do too, but the dude's Ow. like, I mean, I, I, I'm not knocking him, but he's old. And when I saw um, Carrie Fisher, it's like, holy shit. Oh. Well, hold on. So you didn't think, uh, you didn't really enjoy the Carrie Fisher scenes. Is that what you're saying? No, she was fine. It just was like, no, it's what I've told you guys before. Movies immortalize people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I see Carrie Fisher, I see her in a chain link bikini um, chained up to a, a big slug. <laughs> and then I see her in this movie as like, Mom? <laughs> grandma. Like, no, you mean, you no. mean grandma, right? <laughs> no, you're old. That's, that's, that's not right. We've talked, this is a subject we've talked about many times. I, I know. Time, time moves on. It is. And boy, did it move on. Yeah. God, I mean, you know, I was kind America. of expecting. I was kind of expecting Harrison Ford to show up kind of like a Captain Christopher Pike, you know, in his little, in his little scooter. And I know when he walked out, I'm like, God, the only <laughs> wow. thing that's missing is a walker. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a rascal. Yeah. Yeah, but Chewie looked good. Well, because, you know, you can put somebody else in the suit. I mean, seriously, let's talk about that for a second. Do they not age? Is there no gray hair no. on Wookiees? No, Wookiees. Wookiees age slow. They have a very low metabolism. Just you know, and just that's the brown thing. hair. I mean, they're great. They just keep. Brown. I mean, that's the one thing I you know I enjoy about the you know Star Wars universe. It's and it's it's like a you know a lot of different you know whether you're talking about fantasy you know you know there's the different age that you have for you know different uh, races. And, you know, and some are, you know, that's like Yoda, you know, his, you know, his kind were, you know, whatever. He was what, nearly 800 years old. Um, you know, you know, not everybody ages, you know, you got to figure, you know, a Wookiee is basically a two-legged dog, right? So, you know, maybe they do age faster than us. I don't know. 
Okay, yeah, you're, you're really he doesn't, going... He doesn't have any gray on him, though, does you're, he? No, you're Rogaine. going way too deep. He uses Rogaine and he oh. colors. <laughs> he colors. No play for Mr. Gray. <laughs> My God. Do you, you know, guys, seriously, I have to edit this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about then the new characters. Because, okay, we talked about... We talked about Ray. All right. Um, we talked about um, Finn a little bit. Anybody yeah. else want to add anything to I, it? I'm going to throw in, I like the Finn character. I know Mark was dogging him because he says, I didn't like that whole janitor thing. Because, like, when I first saw the guy, he wasn't cleaning out toilets. He was, like, in a ground assault. He's, he's, not, he, he's just a stormtrooper. Uh, nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, uh, but, but Finn. But then he's not. Well, that's it. They try to make him more than. I mean, they they threw us through some. Goes back to like what we talk about with you know, the way that this movie was written. I mean, they they were disjointed. I had no problem. I like the idea that okay, I'm a deserter. I'm trying to like, you know, trying to make myself seem like I'm something when I'm not. I kind of like that. I mean, I was fine. I can understand it. I thought he was fine. And also, I like the fact that, you know. Anytime you like pick up a, a, a you know a lightsaber or something like I'm gonna fight the bad guys like no you think your ass beat man that's all there is to it <laughs> you don't know you don't know what you're up against you're just too stupid to know it but that's fine I like it I, I like elements of it but again it was it was a caricature and I thought the actor was. <sighs> Forgettable. I, I thought the guy was just not, he, he just brought nothing to the role as an actor. And you know, I don't know how much you could bring to that role, frankly, because you know, it really, his, his, his name tag said it all. Hi, my name is Vern. You know, environmental <laughs> services. I'm THX 1138. Oh my God. <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, I'm sorry. No, I'm actually, actually that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Penalty box with you. Um, I do have to put in a, a negative for, uh, she, I forget her name, but she played Faz? Captain Phasma. Oh, God. I mean, in the, in the build-up to this, it's like, oh, this is a badass character. It's like, she folded like a cheap suit. <laughs> Into the well, garbage chute for you, babe. No, I I just got the feeling that at some points they yeah, were there's wanting more. to try to create some sort of Boba Fett effect, where it was like we're going to create this mysterious character that never says anything or does anything and then disappears. Um, <laughs> for her to well, they got know, that part right. Well, yeah. they got that part right. <laughs> She'll be back. But I I and I and we know she will. I mean, I would actually like to, you know, no, I would have actually wanted to know more about her uh but not to the point of you know boba fett mystique um but i mean we we all know that you know there will be four people that are saved off of this um you know exploding um shell of a planet but you know i mean hopefully they will i do you know i'm hoping that um you know we are going to find out more about her but yeah you know into the fly shoot fly girl um so we have okay so we talked about her tragically we haven't really talked about i you know i've kind of said i liked um kylo ren up to a certain point 
But what did you guys think about Adam Driver as Kylo Ren? Sucked. Emo. Really? Didn't like him. Okay, see, I would have thought you would have. No. No. I, 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 I gotta stick out the middle ground here. Huh. I, I think really? he's okay. Yeah, I do. I thought he was okay. Yeah, they're trying to say, you know, a part of this whole movie is, which, again, the whole Mary Sue, she's too hot, she's too, she's too great at whatever she does. But I think they're trying to build up the fact that, okay, Ray is going to be trained or developed, <laughs> and so is Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, he's a hothead. He kind of knows the Force, but he doesn't really know it. And they're going to be sort of on a parallel track to growing and building to see to a you know some sort of final con, con, uh, confrontation. That's my guess. But you know, yes, is he emo-ish? Yeah, I mean, why is he doing what he's doing? I don't know. I I, I, I don't quite get it. But I don't know. But all in all, I'm 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 interested to see where it goes. Okay. I'm like Ken. I that the guy they got for that part. Eh, no, he was to me. He was the weakest link. But you know, I don't disagree. I feel like it was. You know, he's like the poster child for the millennials right now. Yes. In his, you know, I thought he was a very compelling guy up until he took off the mask, and then it was almost like a personality change. Yep. It was like surprise. Hi, I'm. You know. I'm just this, you know, whiny, cryy, you know, throwing a fit type of kid who, you know, didn't get enough love from daddy. And, I, I and will I say this. It. I will say yeah. this for him. He's got a great voice. In the in the mask? Whatever his voice is, yeah. I mean the vo- I mean the guy's got a voice. But yeah. It's Well yeah, I thought in the mask, I mean again, I, I was digging the character. I thought I can, you know, fine, we've got a somebody that's, you know, you know captivated by the whole mystique of Darth Vader and he's created this order and I thought okay I can get behind this and you know he's kind of, I mean again he can stop a, a blast uh, a laser blast in midair and I thought you know I'm this is okay um, but then we just kind of got to the point where he threw off the mask and just started having just a temper tantrum and just it just really I feel diminished the character um, I couldn't really take him serious after that. And what was interesting, I felt they kind of portrayed that in the movie when he's in the chamber with um, um, Hux and uh, and Gollum, or I mean Snoke. Huh. And, you know, and, and you feel like they're, well, you got Snoke who's defending him because he's a protege, but you had this, you know, Huck guy who was really, he wasn't quite... Grand Moff Tarkin, but he, you know, he just didn't have any sort of respect for, 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 for Ren. Um, so I, you know, I wasn't sure what the play was there. Well, my whole thing was, I'll tell you what, and this is my biggest beef of the movie. If you can stop a laser blast with your hand, you don't need a lightsaber. Good point. Well, and the whole just saying, good and point. the whole end battle was so bad. I know. And again, guys, I had my issues with this movie, and 
there was that point when he stopped the lightsaber blast or, or the uh, the laser blast. I'm like, oh shit, dude's a badass. Yeah, yeah. this this guy's got dude's Vader down, and then he's actually. I mean, he should have been able to kill uh, a stormtrooper dude like in no time, and then yeah, there is where I had my issues. I, well, again, Finn, I'm not defending this movie. An auto shotgun instead of a lightsaber, he could have taken him out. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, I mean, I I've got my issues with this movie, <laughs> but again, overall, eh, it, it was better than what I expected. We talked oh. about all the actors and everything. I'd say like it's that. about all the major characters. Well, we didn't really. We didn't talk about Oscar what? Isaac, who played Poe Dameron. No, we talked. I, I, I think he does a good job of channeling I Bruce. I, he's like a Bruce. They could have. They could have put Bruce Campbell in that thing twenty years ago, and he would have been perfect in that role. I think he's. I think he was a very good actor who was underutilized in this movie. Yeah, but I think we're going to see more from him. Yeah. I hope so. I, yeah. I do too. All right, well, there you go. Uh, guys, we have to go on to you, brother, what you're drinking. Because we're like... <laughs> way into this. We're way into this show. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Mark, up to you, bud. What okay. do you got? Brewery out of Bend, Oregon. Deschutes, Deschutes Brewery. Uh, enjoying their Black Butte Porter. Um, very tasty porter. Uh, nice... Bit of a coffee flavor, a little smoky. Um, we all comment. We like our porters, so found a new one, and uh, highly recommend it. The label's kind of underwhelming, not bad, but just kind of like, oh, that's nice. Pretty sun with a mountain in front of it, but uh, the the porter is quite tasty. So, if you like porters and um, you can find the shoots, I would say you'll enjoy this one. Very nice, Mister Muncie. What do you got? Well, um, I chose a beer out of, uh, of St. Louis, um, from the, uh, Budweiser Brewing Company. Um, I chose a Budweiser this evening mm. because I wanted to go with a, a shitty beer to go with this shitty movie. Holy crap. Here we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hold on. Here's my mic drop. <laughs> wow. Boom. <laughs> To you, Mr. Michaels. <laughs> Holy crap. Wow. Well played, Boom. sir. Well played. All right. Well, folks, if, uh, if you've been uh, following the Facebook page, you'll see that I went to my favorite uh, <clears throat> brew pub uh, for dinner this evening and brought back a growler of, who guessed it? Nitwit. Nitwit. Yes, I am yes. drinking the rest of my nitwit. Very well done. Very well done. I know there was a couple of people out there that, uh, let's see, I haven't been on the page for a while, but I know there was one individual out there uh, that thought I went for an IPA, but no. <clears throat> no, I went for the nitwit. So, obviously, for liking this movie, I am a nitwit. I was thinking this, but didn't want to say it. I know. Sons of bitches must pay. Concur. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that's what I'm having. (laughs) Nitwit is actually very nice, very smooth, um, great Belgian beer. Uh, I have to look back. I think, what, 5.4 or 6? Look on the page. It will tell you what the... (laughs) So so what you're telling me is you didn't go with Cherry Poppins. 
I, you know what? I did have a sample of that. <laughs> Holy shit. Did you taste it? Yes, I did. I said, and? I have to have a sample of the cherry poppins. You don't like it. Oh my God. You liked it? No. Oh, oh. God. No, it's bad. Bad you know, as in what way bad? Um, I'm trying to think of a cleaner. Um, pine salt, something <laughs> wow. like that, that would give you an aftertaste. It's terrible aftertaste. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. <laughs> no, it, it. No, I do not recommend that. Ooh. Do, ooh. do you do you have any idea where Liz is now? She is. Well, supposedly she went on to um, organic farming, and God knows what she's doing now. So, hmm. so for everyone who's going, who's Liz? Liz was the brewmaster. She was a brewmaster. And it's funny, when I get my growler, some of they go, oh, you've been here for a while, haven't you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've been through a few brewmasters since her. She was good. Yeah, she was the one back in the day when we went there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was She was there. Hoopa. For, yeah. Hoopa. Hoopa. Yeah. <laughs> I have not seen him forever, so I think he's moved on. Or a shark yeah. got him. Or shark, <laughs> land shark, land shark, came in. <laughs> okay, can. Okay, hold on. All right, so there you go. <coughs> God, I gotta quit smoking. All right, so that is it with that is it with what I'm drinking. Uh, so we are now moving on to. Hold on, where is it? Push the button, man. Yeah. It's now time for catching up with Ken. Ken, I'm just going to say, I don't know if we can handle the whole Illy trip, so. it's I've got to go fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sad I wasn't able to make the last podcast because you guys did a good job. I thought on Battle of Britain, I watched it and enjoyed it. And, hey, Ken, uh, real quick, I do have a question. Yes. Did you... Save Mussolini. <laughs> Sadly, he's he still got strung up by meat on a, <laughs> a piano wire. Damn! And uh, he and his mistress last seen were getting beaten and pummeled, and, and it was sad. Uh, I expect you to get Churchill then. No, no, it was. I had, I had a good time. Uh, well, highlights of my Italy trip: I went to Italy, I went to Rome. Uh, saw the Forum, the Colosseum, uh, the uh, uh, the Vatican, uh, the Pantheon. You know, try to hit all the classic sites to see. It was very cool to be in the Colosseum. Uh, obviously, we did Gladiator, and uh, I went to the spot exactly where the Imperial Box was for Gladiator. That was kind of nice. Uh, Went to Florence, which is a very nice city, a very walkable city. You can see pretty much everything. It's all within a half, all the old Renaissance centers are all within a, about a half a mile of each other. Went to Venice, uh, lots of good food, had some nice fish and everything there. Sadly, the weather kind of closed in on us in Venice and it was kind of cold. I mean, we went up there, it was off season, that's why we got a good deal. But we had, at the peak, we had 17 people in our group. I mean, we had a big bunch of people going over there. Core of the group was 13. We had people coming in and joining us. Uh, but no, it was 
very good time. Uh, I can recommend it. If you haven't been to Italy, go to Italy. Uh, thing we noticed was everywhere we went, we sat down every night as a group and said, like, we're going to go to a restaurant. At every restaurant, we got just their house red wine. And it, everywhere we went, this you know the, the house red wine was always awesome. Great wine. Lots of good wine. Lots of good food. We pretty much lived on pizza and pasta and bread and cheese. That's pretty much what we lived on. Uh, got back. Uh, highlights of since I've been back, I did go up to Lake County the other day. Oh, the region. For work. And when I got there, I went to my appointed work site, and while I was parked in the driveway, one of the guys came out and waved at me in an angry, he was angry, like, get the hell out of here. There's a blizzard coming, you idiot. So I fled the region and took five hours to drive back home through the blizzard conditions. It was horrible. Uh, tonight, the reason I'm running late was I had a uh, stop by after work uh, with my coworker Brett to the Brass Ring, <laughs> Here we go. which is not a strip club. You keep saying that. And I, oh I had uh, the delicious uh, rock star pizza, blue cheese pizza. You said porn star pizza? Blue, it's a blue cheese pizza. And I'm I sure it is. I'm sure, I'm sure it is. <laughs> and then we went, I went to a, some friends of mine were throwing a, it was a Tuscan wine tasting event. They had a two hour wine taste, actually more than two hour wine tasting party at their house, hosted by like the woman from the, you know, the winery in Italy, uh, had, you know, Italian goodies and lots of good wine. Nice crowd. I was like 25 people there. And, uh, I picked up a couple bottles of wine too. But, you know, all good things had to come to an end and I had to cut out of there and run back home. So I've been a busy guy for the past few weeks. Uh, but that's about it with me. Very nice. Well, I'll tell you what, um, because this movie is so new, I don't really have clips. Although I've been told there's clips on YouTube, but uh, I didn't think of that. So, we're, so we're yeah, we've all that's the thing about this. When we're doing a topical movie, we we all go see it. Yeah, but it's not out yet. Right. So I don't even know. Do we even have top ten movies of uh, this yes. year? I do. He fifteen. There you go. I I am nothing if not prepared. <laughs> Ken? Well, I wouldn't go that far. All right, <laughs> Ken? I, I am prepared. Ken, take it away, buddy. Uh, well, you have to uh, bear with me a moment because i got to pull it back up again. That's all right. We got time. Because I said I was prepared, and I realized, oops, I must have gotten out of that page. Uh, 2015 actually was a good year for Man Cave movies. I think it was a very good year for Man Cave movies. There's a number of movies here which I think you all would agree were good. Worth we catching. Call it a, a banner year for Man Cave movies. I'm not say banner. Because Bruce Banner, <laughs> you, you don't want to make a man. <laughs> here goes. Number 10, going back to what Mark said The Martian. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, great movie. Number 9. Yeah, I don't know about this. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. 
Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. A lot of people like the Hunger Games. Not a man cave movie per se, but hey, what the hell. Uh, number 8. I think this counts. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I saw that with my son, and that was it was a good movie. Not as good as the third, but a good no, movie. I I totally agree with you. The third was you actually, guys. When you think about Mission Impossible is shaping up like Star Trek movies. Every other one is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, number seven, Inside Out. Oh, is that the Pixar movie? Yeah. Pixar, Emotions. It's, it's, it's aimed at a younger audience. and uh, But it, was, it did well. It did well because it had a good story. And uh, it was entertaining. It had it a good message. It. it had a good message. It did have a good message. Yeah. Did you go see that? I did see it. Okay. Kids liked it. Hmm. I liked it. All right. Number so, six. It's a good example of how to tell a story. That's... I, that's what I've heard. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's a good movie. I'm going to send it to J.J. Abrams. All right. Whoa. Remake it. <laughs> Number six. The, uh, I, if I heard correctly, this is the last of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Not so fast. What? Not so fast. Is he walking that back? Breaking news. He said this last week. If he can get his wife on board... He'll do it again. Oh, Rachel thought, Wise? Yeah. As in, like, if she will let him do it. Because you know where those balls are, right? In a jar by the door. Yep. Uh, number five. Not a man cave movie, but some of you may have seen it. Minions. Oh, I took my kids to see it. I figured yep. as much. Forgettable. Yeah, they left there not... Kind of whooped you do. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of whooped you do. Okay. Number four Avengers Age of Ultron. Loaded. Creaky. It, it got a little top heavy. Yep. Yeah. I, the word I use is the same word I used for the Hobbit series, which was excessive. Yes. Yeah. But it was. Yeah. Did I, 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 did I storm out of the theater? No. I, I, I <laughs> no. I was respectful to the material. Yes. Uh, number three. Furious 7. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Fast and Furious. I mean, I'm not the target demographic for the Fast and Furious series, but obviously it's a number seven. They're doing well. They're popular movies. They've got, they've got <laughs> another one in the works. Yes, they do. Uh, number two, a movie I did see at the drive-in theater, Jurassic World. Yeah. I saw that with my kids. I like Jurassic World. It was derivative. A lot of what we said about this movie, Star Wars, can be said about Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it. Well, but they, they also sort of said, yeah, we're rebooting it. They They didn't shy away from that. No. Right. Right. And, you know, in a way it was, and I'll give the lead actor credit, he carried it very well. Well, and the other thing is, it was a progression on the story. It was, hey, the park is alive. The park actually happened. We made it work. Until one day. Right. 
I'm just going to say this in my role, my professional role as an attorney. If anyone came to me and said, hey, we got this great idea for like a dinosaur theme park, it's like, nah. You know, you sort of remind me of the lawyer in the first movie. The, the one that died? Yeah, on the, the toilet. toilet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Died badly on the toilet. Yeah, I you could I have think a the, uh, coupon day. What was it? Not How did they refer to him? The the vulturous lawyer, or the leechy lawyer, or the yeah. scumbag lawyer? All the above. I'm yeah, that, that it does remind me of me. I mean, well, I mean, aren't all lawyers in that? Uh, I'm not going to argue. Mm-hmm. And finally, after number two, Jurassic World at one point six billion dollars, we come to Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Number one at two. Billion dollars. Booyah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I do have to make a comment. You know, I've been do- I've been assigned to like doing the years in film, and like we go back to like the mid '80s and like doing our review of Commando, for example. And it's like. You know, $100 million is a lot of money back then. And now we're in a world where $2 billion is like, okay, that's okay. We're, we're good with that. So that's that's the movies of 2015. All right. Well, there you go. Thank you, Ken, for the top 10 movies of 2015. We are well, now you mo- pointed out, Steve, on our website. What? You you are a dear leader who is perfect incarnation of the appearance that a leader should have. Much like Kim Jong-il. Thank you. <laughs> but Steve has better hair. <laughs> and he doesn't wear Nehru jackets. Steve has very good hair. He does have good hair. Well, coming from you, Muncie, that <laughs> doesn't mean a whole lot. Praise Dammy with I mean, I'm just saying, look. I could have a, Bertie Sanders hair and still if look got, If you've got a knobby head like you, I mean, you want to cover it, and I think it's a good rug to keep. All right. Well, there you go, folks. God, I hate you all. I know. All right. We- we're going to move on to... I hope you die. I hope you all die. We are going to move on to the Man Cave Movie Checklist of this great and fantastic film. Number one. Did anyone jump out of a window? No. I don't think there were windows in this one. No. No, nothing. All right, let's see. Number two. If you want him, come and claim him. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> Here we go. Just, was there a live title role in the movie? Finn. Here we go. I'm going to say somebody different. <laughs> oh! Oh, you guys are saying Finn. Okay. You'd say well, Finn. Okay. Who else? I I would say, I know, and I know there's going to be a lot of disagreement here, but I'm just going to say you you could have had Carrie Fisher out of this and it would have been okay. Oh, that that that's terrible. I've got one for I don't you. know. I, I'm going to have to one. kick you in the balls for that. No, I've got, I've I'm got just, one. I've I got mean, one for what you. does she do? It's, one one right close to that, Jeff. Yeah. C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. There we go. 
Well, hell, Luke Skywalker. Oh, <laughs> come on. Guy, you guys are starting to get blasphemous now. <laughs> what? He doesn't even... He just you know, Steve... Do you, you know, goes, hey. All right. You know, Steve, at that scene there, I saw that scene and I thought, what is he? Is he some sort of World of Warcraft quest giver with a question mark above his head? <laughs> is he just standing up there for hours? Okay. What the hell is he doing? All right. All right. <laughs> All right, next, Muncie. He's pondering. <laughs> All right, pondering. I mean, I mean, he could have been you up there must, day and night. You must harvest he, 4,200 I mean, boars. Has Mom, he been, has he been waiting up there for somebody to return his lightsaber to him? I mean, he could have been up there for like years with a question mark <laughs> of his head. All right, are you done? I I'm are sorry. you through? Mocking Luke Skywalker. All right, number three. Son of a bitch must pay. Was there a Jeff Munson in this movie? It should he pay. Yes, J.J. Abrams. There's a Jeff Munson in this podcast. J.J. Abrams, and he must pay. Yes. He's making all of us pay. Oh, my gosh. You guys are terrible. All right. Next. <laughs> was there a Jeff Muncy scream in this movie? <laughs> yes, there was. There was a Wilhelm scream there's, in this movie. There's always a Wilhelm scream. What's yep. there, I can't remember. Yes. It's when it's a tra- it's a Star Wars tradition. It's when they are escaping. Is there a star like that? No, it's when they're escaping the the starship. And oh, they're shooting up, they're shooting yes. up the fighter bay. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, they did it for us. All right. Yep. All right, next. Uh, could Jeff Muncy be uh, better, <laughs> better playing this? Dick. <laughs> Well, he kind of looks I'm, like BB-8. I'm sorry. Oh, I God. just... <laughs> I can't really blame you right now. <laughs> no, no, so... Uh, no, Tawny, I don't think could fit in this role. So... All right. Uh, next. As Finn? Huh? Well, maybe... As Finn? Eh, As Leia? No. She could have been better than Leia. Yeah. All right, Next. Was there a montage in this movie? No. You know, the Star Wars movies don't um, give themselves to montages. No. So. No. No. No, nothing. I didn't have to put in a plug for my <laughs> montage from I'm going to get you sucker that I posted. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get you sucker. That, that's a true. That's a true eighteen montage. Yes. All right. Uh, last and certainly not least. And so it begins. Was there a Babylon Five reference in this movie? No, I didn't think so. No, we're getting pe- the time has moved on. Yep, pretty much. Although we did have a brief appearance by Max von Sydow. Well, it, we did. 
Was he in Babylon? No, but no. you know, he's one of those guys who of that age. Of that age. You know what? I totally forgot about him in there. That it was almost like a wasted role for him. Well, that does sum it up well, doesn't it? Yeah, that's terrible. Well, there we go. No B5 references. All right. Well, that is it. But that is the uh, top 10 movies of 2015 and the Man Cave Movie Review Checklist. So now we're moving on to the review. God only uh, knows uh, it's not going to be me because we'll, I'm the lone person here. We'll so. let Ken, Captain Switzerland, take it, and then we can... Captain, point counterpoint off I, Captain Switzerland. I like that, Captain Switzerland. I should probably have a sound of music uh, background for this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to sing Edelweiss for you? No, please. <laughs> All right, Ken, take it away. I'll take it away. Uh, I sort of laid out my groundwork, but I finally showed up for the podcast tonight. This movie is made to reboot, to rejump, to get going again Star Wars, the whole franchise. Disney bought the whole franchise for billions of dollars, and they're looking to make billions more. And to do that, they have to lure in a whole new generation of fans to watch it. This is a... J.J. Abrams production, and similar to what he did in the Star Trek movies, he pulls a little here, he pulls a little there, smooshes this and that together, and comes up with a story. Is it great? No. Does it have lots of holes? Yeah. Uh, am I totally pleased with it? Not really. Was I entertained by it? Yeah, basically, yeah. I enjoyed getting the old gang together. Okay, there, there's Luke. Hey, there's Han Solo. Hey, there's Princess Leia. There's C-3PO. There's R2-D2. Kind of on, you know, low power status, but R2-D2's there. Uh, and then you got the new characters, which are take, expecting to go forward. I'm with Steve, where... I'm not going to dog the whole thing and say it totally sucks because I don't like everything that's going on. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. Let's see another one of these and see if it improves or goes downhill or just stays stagnant. I do have a problem with the Ray character. She is, as Mark said, she's a Mary Sue. She's everything she can do. You know, everything that needs to be done, she can do it. Uh, Flipping back to my old traveler character sheet review, she's like every every uh, character stat level three. She can do everything fine, and that that's bad. She needs some weaknesses. She needs some flaws. Uh, they didn't give them to her. So uh, the other characters, I mean, I think they're okay. It's, it's moving along. The storyline. And were the coincidences? Yeah. I mean, they had to keep things moving along. And uh, I did enjoy a lot of scenes, like I said. I mean, I like the very beginning. I like, you know, Han Solo coming in. Uh, I got a problem with the whole, hey, we, we, we you know, the, the bad guys take a large spherical object and turn it into a battle station, and then we have to take it out. Eh, I didn't like that. I mean, I could have. And they, they could have done something else. I don't know what, but they could have done something else. Having said all that, if I have to give it a, a numerical rating on the 1 to 10 status, 
that I normally use. I'm going to give it a straight six. I liked it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I am Mr. Switzerland in this regard. I'm waiting to see. Now, I'll back up. Oh, God. Come back and talk to me in a couple of years when the next one of these comes out. And if they don't progress, I may lower this rating. But right now, I'm cautiously optimistic it'll be good. But then based on J.J. Abrams' performance in the Star Trek series, it's like, eh, I probably won't. I'll probably be downgrading it. But that's where I'm standing right now. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to jump in right now, and I am just pretty much going to echo what Ken said. I'm going to give it the same rating, and him and I are pretty much on the same length. I want to see my my view of this movie is based on what I expect to see in the sequels. So, um, yeah, I mean, I may come back and go, it's all shite. So. That's that's kind of how I feel on this one, Jeff. Well, I'll just Jeff, Steve. I'll hello. Yeah, hello. Oh, hi. Um, I'll just um, I'll just uh, at some point accept a Jeff. You were right. Comment. You just that's all you got to say. You can just drop that on me. We just move on from there. But you know, I've I've clearly laid out my my position, so I don't really don't want to go into it too much more. But I what I'm struggling with is the fact that. Um, given my position and my score, um, on something that I really didn't care for would fall in exactly where you two have scored it yeah. because I do feel it's a six. So I'm just really surprised that we all are on different sides. And oh, no, I'm sorry, there's, there's Mark and I are kind of on, uh, one side and Ken and, well, Steve is on another and Ken is closer to Steve. But I'm trying to figure out how you guys can give it a six if you guys actually enjoyed the movie based on prior reviews where you like something and would give it like a seven or an eight. Um, but I, I well, mean, six, six is my standard default. I like it. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, six is a strong, pretty, a six is a six percent. That's, that's pretty much a failing percentage. No, it's not. I, Oh, Jeff, I, I am not a teacher. Yeah. yeah. On the three, I'm, I'm using this on the Netflix five star rating times two. Like is a three. Two times three is six. <laughs> All right. You know what, Jeff? It then, then I have to go with that. Well, I guess it's just going to be a, a straight four. All right. That's solid. That's, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like it. That's fine. You got to remember. I mean, the rating thing with some of these movies is um, a little subjective. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I mean, Ken and I are looking at it from, eh, we liked it. Let's see where it goes. If Mm -hmm. the sequel, I mean, as a standalone movie, I have a whole different opinion. Okay, but knowing where it's going. Okay, let's see what happens. Okay. So when the next movie comes out, we may have to revisit my rating. As, fair as, deal. as Ken did. So fair, fair enough. There you go. All right, Mark. Um, it. 
again, it was, it, 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 this movie struck me like we did, um, Prometheus. It was one of those I walked out and went, really? You had all this time and this is what you came up with. Um, I'm going to split the difference between all of you guys and I'm going to go with a five. Um, it, it, it's not, it's, it's not the direct that were the prequels, but it, as I said earlier, it, it, it was not surprising that it is typical of J.J. Abrams, which is to, um, to retread other people's works. And I, I'm, I, you know, again, I, I said this at the beginning of the movie or the, uh, the, the review, and I'll say it again. I, I, it, it's hard, it's disappointing that I have to say that because I don't want to say that, but, um, it, 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 his, his style and his abilities and, or lack thereof, um, just kind of play out to it's a five. It's unfortunate that that's the way it has to be, but there it is. All right. Well, now again, I understand. I appreciate it. And, you know, we've got, we've all got different views on the movie. So that's cool. I respect all these reviews. I do too. All right. And I think we're all very similar in, to to greater or lesser degrees, but we're we're all hoping we want it to be better, right? And that's I, how that's yes. how I see it. I mean, I'm looking at this. I think it's going to be better after this. But I um, I would say to be better, Abrams has to be taken away from the helm. Oh, I think that's already been done. Yeah, and Lucas put back in, right? Oh, good lord! No, actually, someone like Josh Whedon. Well, there you go. Get him in there. We'll have a da- damn good movie then. But, uh, you know, that remains to be seen. And we've got another one coming out this year, yeah. which is what, basically where they steal the Death Star plans. Yeah, but who, a who's prequel, running prequel. that? That's, that's not Abrams. No, I don't know who that is. Maybe I haven't paid that much attention to it. It will be interesting to see what that is. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, Disney is pouring... Disney sees this as like their golden goose. They're, well, they're, they're really build- hoping that it really goes and kicks in. Well, they're building a theme park around it. Yeah. Right. And I think they're going to, I mean, there's going to be offshoots of this. It's not going to be a franchise of, you know, Star Wars. I mean, there's going to be, I think, a Boba Fett thing. And I mean, there's, they're going to do a whole, um, series of movies about different, characters of of the franchise okay so the question is are we gonna are we gonna reach oversaturation i don't know yeah that's a risk yeah and it's the same with marvel i mean are we are we reached peak marvel yet i think we're getting there are they getting there because they still keep cranking them out i mean all you superhero folks are crazy about it so well, just like, again, if we, no, no, not crazy about it. We've said with some of them, we've, we've met them with, um, excitement. Um, there have been some we've been cautious about, we <clears throat> you know, but I think you're going to have between Marvel and between DC, we're going to have just a constant bombardment. I think it's going to eventually reach that, that, that ledge and it's going to, it's going to fall. Uh, but I think Star Wars is going to get that too, especially if they're trying to crank one out a year. Um, eventually this is going to you know, kind of implode in on itself because you're just going to, people are just 
going to it's it's going to become sort of like the X Men series where everything just kind of got stale, and yeah. people stopped going, or the Transformer series where it was just like, ugh, the last one wasn't done too well. I'm not going to go see this one. I think that's what you're going to. It's going to feed itself into, but we'll see. Time. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out, which I I don't think anyone here will argue with me is on my Kindle right now. I'm halfway through Space Viking. Oh they, yeah. They, they that needs to be turned into a movie, and it never will be. Nope. It would make tons of money. It's too politically incorrect. <laughs> and also, in, in addition to that, little fuzzy. I'm reading all that. You know, the old uh, Piper stuff. Well, the old Piper. Well, yeah. Little Fuzzy would make a great movie. All but, are uprising. You know, Space Viking, take it. Never have Rip it. it off straight, make it a movie with modern CGI. Oh, God, oh. the whole Purnell. Uh, Mountain God's Eye. Mountain God's Eye series would be a great. Yeah. But anyway, that's a whole other story. All right, well, there you go. <laughs> um, we We have completely digressed. So there you go, folks. That is it uh, with our reviews, and that is it with the Man Cave Movie Review, episode 176, 24 shows away from Zardoz. Oh, Damn it. So check us out on our website at mancavemoviereview.com and look for us on iTunes at Man Cave Movie Review. And uh, leave us a comment. Tell us if you liked the show or did not like it. And you can... Uh, uh, look for us on Facebook. Give us a like, tell us, uh, or and share us with your friends. And you can follow us on Twitter at Man Cave Movie. So until our next show, I'm your host, Steve Michael, signing off with my very good and dear friend, Mark. I feel the need to randomly destroy something. Slover. Snoke. So is that the name of some sort of bad guy or a Skin condition. <laughs> I know. If you put the lotion on the skin, <laughs> it gets much better. Oh, very well done. All right. And also saying, uh, our well and, uh, Vida Zayn is our other good and dear friend back from his Otto Scorzani trip from Italy. Our other good and dear friend, Ken. He's just a bucket of bolts. Ronnie. I'm going to roll out of here like BB-8 on Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh, very well done. And last and certainly not least, our other very good dear friend, our favorite Penny on the Rail, and the person who has everything about Star Wars, our other good dear friend, (laughs) Jeff, I miss Jar Jar Muncy. Thanks, Steve. You know, again, I think we can all safely um, assume that uh, we, none of us in the next uh, sequel want us to see uh, Princess Leia in the uh, slave outfit. Oh! oh Am nice. I right? No. no you're Am right. I right? I can't you're argue right. that point. Yeah. I mean, she. I mean, at this point, she does have sort of an Nancy Pelosi look to her, so Steve oh. may... Here we go. Son of a bitch must pay. Here we go. And was there a son of a bitch? Did he pay? (laughs) Not yet. But he's gonna. Muncie, you have called out the thunder. You've defiled. Hell's coming with me, boy. Love you, man. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, folks, that is it with the Batcave Movie Review, episode 176. We will be back with another great Man Cave Movie Review. Until next time, ciao.